Welcome to Empowering Abilities. Hope you are well, and are all enjoying the interviews so far. This is a very special space that we have created, and I am delighted with it. It is only a new project, so we are still learning, and we are open to any tips on how to improve this. We are enjoying the journey, and I am personally loving interviewing, and getting to know people more. I thank people for being open to a different technique of interviewing. Thank you so much for being here. I am very excited to welcome my next guest on today, the amazing Siobhan from fabulous County Clare. I have gotten to know Siobhan more and more through social media, and she is very inspiring. Her heart is always in the right place. She is very soft spoken, and you can just tell that she is a loving person who is very passionate about helping many people through whatever challenges they face. Please welcome the beautiful Siobhan. Hello, Siobhan. How are you today? Hello, and thank you so, so much for that beautiful introduction. Wow, it's so heartwarming. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to share this space here with you today, Tracy. And I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I hope you're keeping well too. Great to hear. I gave you a little introduction there, but in your own words, can you tell us who is Siobhan? Yeah, um, my name is Siobhan Mungavan, like you say, I'm from County Clare. Um, I was born with a condition called spina bifida. So I was born in, in 1986. So I always tell people that my personal development journey started in 1986. Um, a lot of people may not know what spina bifida is. It's Latin and it means split spine. So ultimately when I was born, um, the, uh, a bubble was formed at the end of my spine, which needed to be closed in order to um, prevent as less nerve damage as possible. So um, um, I was very fortunate that it was closed in time. Um, so I don't have much nerve, more nerve damage, but with spina bifida, it comes with a whole host of issues like any other condition. Um, I have kyphoscoliosis, which is scoliosis from the front and the back. So my spine goes in the backwards S. So that's come with its problems with um, lung functioning and stuff. But personality-wise, I'm the type of person um, I try and see the positive side to things because life is challenging. But I always say to myself that I have a choice every morning I wake up. I can either make today a bad day or I can make it a good day. It's okay to have our bad days. It's okay to acknowledge what we're feeling, but not to stay in that that slump, as I would call it. Um, you need to, I would ask myself every day, what, what do I need to, to raise my energy? What, what, what brings me joy today? So um, simple things like gratitude. Um, I am an empowerment coach. Um, so I work with clients um, who have lost their spark in life. Um, and through coaching, we work as a team um, to reignite that spark within them. Because I'm a firm believer that that spark is in each and every single one of us. We just need to tap into it to, um, to reignite it. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Thank you. That's very inspiring. What has been your biggest challenge that you have overcame? 
That is a really good question. I love it. Thank you. Um, I guess my biggest challenge is I'm um I'm a little shorty. I'm only four foot. <laughs> I, I'm quite short. So um that comes with its challenges, but um I have got over my stubbornness. I wouldn't be I wouldn't have been the one growing up that would ask for help. So um asking for help is something that I've had to kind of overcome myself that it's okay to ask for help that each and every single one of us have our own challenges in life no matter what they are that it's okay to ask for help and support and that was a struggle that I had to overcome myself because I felt like if I asked for help that it would have been a sign of weakness but I I reframed that in my mind now when I look at I look upon asking for help as a huge sign of strength so, like, even if I'm in a supermarket or something doing my grocery shopping, if something is up high, I won't be long asking the shopkeeper, hey, now, would you go up and get that for me? I'm I'm a shorty, so I can't reach it. So that would have been a struggle for me. But now it's it's easier for me to ask help. Um, my other struggle, obviously, is my lung functioning. Um, at the moment, I'm cocooning. So as a lot of people in the country are, I suppose, um, but I'm cocooning because my lung functioning is only 10%. So that comes with its whole heap of challenges. But what I say to myself is I can do everything in the world just in my own way. There's nothing in this world that I cannot do, but just have may have to do it a little bit differently to, to other people. I just do it my way. Amazing. Did you always have that inner strength within you or did it develop over time? the more obstacles you faced within your life? Um, it's something that, would, for me, developed over time. Um, I've had an amazing network around me. My family, <coughs> excuse me, my family are very strong. Um, I've been brought up in a very independent way. Um, my mom and dad always brought me up in a, in a sense to prepare me for the day that they're not going to be around. So there was nothing in life that they, okay, yeah, they looked after me like every parents do, but they didn't really protect me from a lot of stuff. Like they made, they, they made sure that I experienced everything in life, the ups, the downs, the good days, the bad days, but they were always there in the background if I needed them. Mm. So over time that, that has built up resilience within me. And I would say that I'm quite resilient in certain aspects of my life. Not like I'm not superhuman. There's other aspects of my life where I'm not resilient at all, and I'm working on those sides. Each and every single one of us, we're all a working progress. Our our journeys have not don't end until our last day. So each and every single day, we are always learning something new. So yes, over time, I have built up a strength in certain areas. Um, my family have been a huge help to me in that. I would have been lost without them. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Wow, brilliant. What made you want to become a coach? I like the question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I am a client of a life coach for about 10 years now. Um, I first went to a life coach when I was age 19. I was not probably in the best shape in my life. My life was kind of going down a different path. I had just gotten diagnosed with um, chronic kidney failure. So as you can imagine, that news is quite quite hard 
hard hitting news. So me being a probably a rebellious teenager at the time, didn't didn't want to hear this news, didn't care. Um, so my mom and dad did get quite worried. Um, they wanted to, to me to seek help, and at the time, um, I was very set against seeking any uh, professional help. So they were like, I knew going to a psychotherapist was not going to be for me. Um, and they, for love no money, they did, they couldn't get me to see a counsellor. <clears throat> but they came up with the idea of a life coach. And for me personally, I never, I'd never heard what a life coach was before this. It, it, it just wasn't known to me. But I knew that the, the word life coach to me in that moment in time seemed a softer approach. So I was like, okay. Uh, I bit my tongue and I was like, Grant, I'll go. <laughs> so I um, I went to my first my first coaching session, excuse me, and I just sat there. Like, I just sat there, like I had a, an attitude of throwing my toys out of the pram kind of an attitude. But he did say one thing to me that has that has resonated with me to this day. Um, he said to me, what is your one dream more than anything in this world that you would like to achieve? If you had no obstacles, you didn't have your condition or you had no money problems or anything of the sort. I kind of looked at him like he had two heads. I was like, I barely know what I'm going to do for the next five minutes. And this fella wants to know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I was like, um, I don't know. He goes, go away and have a think about it. <clears throat> So it must have resonated with me in some shape or form because I did come back. <laughs> I did come back. I was kind of like, he's after, he's after touching a nerve or hitting, hitting a nerve or something. So I came back and he was kind of like, did you think about what we spoke about? And I was like, yeah, I had a little think about him. He goes, do you have an answer? And he goes, my answer is, it may seem daft, it may seem unrealistic to a lot of people, but my dream is to tell my story. My dream is to tell my story. I'd like my mom to see the world through my eyes. I want her to know what it's truly like to live in my shoes. Because in that moment in time, I didn't think my parents understood. They just saw somebody very troubled. They don't think they, they understood deep within me what I was going through and what it was like to be living in the 21st century with a physical disability. That was my dream. So he's like, he was like, Grant, let's get started. And I was like, started? How? Where? What are we doing like? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, it took, I always tell people, it took seven years to do it. And people always turn around and say to me, were you just writing a, day, a word a day or something? Like, how did it take you so long? But what people don't understand is, um, to write a book, the strength that you need within yourself to put your story out into the universe mm. is huge. So at that time, I would have considered myself a very broken person. And I needed to build up my strength in order to do that. So I worked with that life coach for seven years in order to build up my strength. And at the end of that process, I got to co-write and publish my first book. So back to your question as to why I became a coach. This is why I became a coach, because I'm a firm believer in the coaching process. 
if, if the coaching process can bring somebody like me from the depths of despair, not knowing where to turn in life, having so much aggression, so much resistance within me, if a life coach can uproot all of that and get me to stand on platforms and speak my truth to hundreds of people, if a life coach can do that, I want to be able to do that. So my ethos when I, when, when, when I coach, my ethos with my clients is encouragement. I'm a firm believer in, belie- in encouraging the little wins. Because an awful lot of us, our mindsets are, are to the negative. Straight away, we wake up in the morning, oh, I feel shit. I feel a bit crap. But if you just stop for a second, this is why I love gratitude. If you stop for a second and appreciate the little things that you have in life or the little things that you achieve, I'm telling you, it's going to give you the motivation and the encouragement within yourself to achieve the bigger things. I'm a firm believer in looking for that reassurance and that encouragement within you. So, Fabulous. And what type of people do you love to work with? Um, a younger version of myself, I would say. Um, the person who's a bit lost in life, who's, um, I guess, mild, kind of, a bit shy, but his opinion is at the same time. Um, he's a bit feisty, but he was driven. And you don't have, I don't mean driven as in like you have to have loads achieved, but driven in your personal development. I want, I'd like, I like to work with people who are committed to what they're there to work on. Because I tell people, um, I always tell my clients that you're here for you. At the end of the day, this is your journey. It is up to you what path you take. I'm your support and guide. I'm the person, we're a team. I'm the person standing beside you. I'm not ahead of you or I'm not behind you. I'm right beside you. So if you decide to take a left, you're going left. If you decide halfway up that road, that that road is not for you, you're coming back down and we're going up the other road. So I like to work with people who are accountable for themselves as well. Um, I firmly believe in accountability buddies. So, um, yeah, somebody who's driven, committed to their own personal development and who wants a better life themselves, a life that they truly deserve and they desire. And once they have that within themselves, let's go. Let's do this. Tell us a bit about your book. Because being an author myself, I know that a book takes a lot of dedication and effort. Did you find that? How long did it take you to write it? And what was your plan as you were writing? I mean, writing a book is very difficult. Did you have a structure in place before you began to write? I know there's a lot of questions in there. But I am sure people would be interested, as writing a book is a very inspiring accomplishment. Thank you so much, first and foremost, um, fellow author as well. Congratulations. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the, the book is called Me and My Backbone. Um, 
Um, it's a play on words. Uh, a lot of people would think it's about me and my scoliosis. But the way I kind of see the book, it's it's about me and my journey with spina bifida, but it also takes you to my journey with my mum, the bond that I have with my mum. She's um she's a very important person in my life. Um, she's the one who's been there for me to thick and thin, the good, bad, and sometimes the ugly. Um, but she's been there for me through day one. Um, the whole process of doing the book, as I said to you, um, the person developing side to it, I hone in on that an awful lot because I think if I was to turn around and say, let's write a book, let's sit down and write a book, it's not as easy as that. You have to do so much work on yourself first in preparation to putting your thoughts on paper. You have to be comfortable. You have to be open in order to do that. So I had an awful lot of stuff that I needed to work through first. So I did that. Um, then journaling and putting your thoughts down in paper. I'm a firm believer with that to this day, even in a COVID-19. I think it's a, an amazing exercise that... That works for me. It may not work for everybody else, but it works for me. Um, I had an amazing team behind me. Um, my publisher, Book Hub Publishing in Galway, uh, an incredible publishing house, who um, were very supportive um, with the the with the publication and the editing of the book. I also worked with uh, an incredible author, uh, Carol Byrne. Um, we just clicked, and in order to um, write a book that was so intimate to me and I wanted it to be me and I wanted it to be true to how I speak because I, I speak I could I consider myself I speak quite ordinary um but I wanted it to be true to me um we just gelled myself and Carol we uh I like I like to work with people who have stories themselves who have been there with stuff whatever their stuff may be I like to because people who have been through stuff themselves, they they can show great empathy. So that was one thing with um, my co-author that empathy was was a huge quality in which she had, along with a whole host of other other qualities and talents that she's had. Um, but yeah, it just I didn't go with the whole idea of I want to write and publish books. I think if I said that to myself. Um, I was scared the absolute life out of myself. I'd have been like, I'm not doing this, not a hope. Are you crazy? Mm. So like, I just took every day as it comes. And if something happened today that I wanted to talk about or I wanted to write about happy days, if something didn't come today, that was okay. I didn't put myself under massive amount of pressure that right now I'm on a deadline, I needed to meet this deadline. I just took my time this was at my pace I was on my journey and I'm sure I'm sure you're the same that we all writing a book or any project that you take on this is your baby the time being like it's your baby so like you're going to mind you're going to look after it you're going to nurture it as much as possible so that's what I did where can people purchase it um, at the moment, my website is under construction, so um, it will be available on my website when the website's up and running again. But at the moment, it's uh, available on ebook on Amazon. Or people can contact me 
um, through Facebook if they so wish, if they'd like to get a, a hard copy of it. Well, it is truly an incredible achievement, and I bet you felt pretty proud when you could hold your book in your hand. I know I did, because it was something that I always wanted to do. Well done. So, Siobhan, I understand at the moment that life has been made more of a challenge for you personally, with COVID-19, because you are one of the people who are at high risk. So, how has life been during these times? Life during these times has been, um, it's, it's, it's been tricky at times. Your emotions can um, play havoc on you, as they say. Um, but I just try and keep myself as um, productive as possible. I kind of try and keep myself into a routine, into Monday to Friday, um, getting up at the same time every day, um, connecting with people. Um, I love connecting with people anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm a people's person, even though I'm, I would consider my personality quite mild and, um, and shy, but I love connecting with people. Being in this space with you today is, is just incredible. So um, stuff like that. Um, I've been working um, hard on my skill set and upskilling as much as I can. But then again, like I tell people, it's not all about... Um, it's not all about being productive 24-7. Like, it's about minding yourself as well. Like, it's it's about being kind to yourself. Like, I, like I say, my emotions have been a um, bit of a roller coaster, but it's okay to acknowledge what you're feeling today. If today is not a good day, that is perfectly fine. It's absolutely okay. When I have those days, I try and do something that brings me joy. And I put work aside. <laughs> I leave work over there for, for a while. But something that brings me joy, that may be just sitting in, like the weather has been lovely, maybe sitting out your back garden and reading a book or listening to a podcast that you love or pick up, pick, picking up that phone and having a girly chat with one of your girls or whatever, or texting a friend. Just simple things. I think with COVID-19, um, the silver lining is for me that it's been that life has been brought back to simplicity. Um, very simple things make me, I had always an appreciation for life. And I think that comes down to my condition and it comes down to my health problems. Um, I've always had an appreciation for life, but the appreciation for the simple things now, somebody checking in on you during COVID-19 to see if you're okay. That, bring, that gives me, my God, that gives me such a warm feeling inside. So those little things, um, I've been doing, um, yeah. But the way I say, the way I say it to myself is that um, I can only control what's going on in this house. And I've said this a number of times. I can only control what's going on in this house and my response to COVID nineteen. What's going on outside that house? Or my house at the moment, my window, my door, is beyond my control. I can't control it. All I know at this moment in time is that we're seeing a bit of a turn in COVID-19, that the, the restrictions are being lifted gradually. But we still need to be patient. We still need to, to be careful and be mindful of what's going on. I know people are sick of being locked in the house. Hello, mm -hmm. you, have met your, you have met your sister here. I have had it up to a year now, the house. I don't want to see the house after this again. 
And I know I keep asking myself, why am I doing this? I'm doing it for my own health, but I'm also doing it for my loved ones. So that's what's that's what keeps me going, asking me myself the why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that's anything in life. Anything in life, if you've got a goal or anything like that you're having a bit of a, an off day about it, bring yourself back to the why and the purpose why you're doing what you're doing. Fabulous. And what gets you through each day? What gets me through each day? Um, knowing that I have somebody at the under the other end of the phone, knowing that I have great friends around me, knowing that it's okay to feel whatever I'm feeling, being kind to myself, as I said before, just acknowledging whatever I'm feeling and working through it. Um, journaling has been. Um, a great thing in my life again it may not suit everybody but it's something that works for me I think if you find what works for you what brings you joy what gets you out of your head some people maybe exercise it could be whatever it is get yourself out of your headspace for that half an hour 45 minutes a day and for me that's what gets me through my day and it gives me clarity that so things are not too bad. I think our, our mindsets can get fogged and we can overreact and be like, oh my God, the world is going to end. Um, do you know what I mean? So like, give yourself a little bit of clarity. Like I said, that could be exercising, it could be writing, whatever it is for you. Find what works for you. I understand that you are alone and people just come to your door with shopping. How are you dealing with this? Is this something you are used to or is it new? People have been so kind. That's one thing I will start off and acknowledge. The kindness of the community during um, COVID-19 has just been fantastic. <laughs> but no, I am not used to people dropping my groceries at the door and running, running. <laughs> they just make they just it. They're like, I'm gone, Siobhan, sorry. So no, I'm not used to that. Uh, I'm used to maybe... Somebody coming to the door and wanting to have a little bit of a chat with me. Mm. But I guess a lot of my friends and family are very nervous that they get it to me. So I kind of put myself in their shoes and think, I understand where they're coming from. Because if I get it, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's not good if I get it. So they, they are in their own way, even though it may seem at the time, you kind of think in your mind it's a bit cold. But they, they are actually looking out for you and being looking towards you by staying away from you. So, um, but that's not to say that they don't care because um, I've had bucket loads of bucket loads of groceries dropped mm -hmm. in my door every day. I could feed a small family at this stage, and they're so like people have been so kind, absolutely so kind. So yeah, you are dealing with it very well. I personally would struggle after a while, especially with being inside, but more so, it is nice to have space. But it is very uplifting to see people changing the energy. So, I really think you are absolutely incredible, and your mindset is very strong. You have built yourself up very well. Congratulations. What do you miss the most? Thank you so much for that. 
Um, that was lovely. Um, what I do, I, do, I just, I still want to acknowledge that I do have my bad days too. I just, I have, I guess, and this is what I want to help and support people with, the tools to tap into when you have that bad day. So you have, I call it a little toolkit. So you can say, oh, now today I'm feeling this way. Okay, when I feel this way, I know I need to do X, Y, and Z. So I have that fine-tuned at this stage. But it's not a case of, like, I don't have bad days. I have booked loads of bad days, girl. I am sick of this house. But I am able to flip that on its head and, and say, how fortunate am I, I am to have this house. Okay, um, what I miss the most is definitely spending time with my mum. Uh, I know during this interview that I've mentioned her an awful lot because she is a, a primary figure in my life. Um, for me, I I work part-time. So on my days off, we would kind of go for our lunches and spend hours chatting, and I kind of miss that. I really do. Um, I miss being with my, um, my friends as well because like that, um, just sitting having a cup of coffee with somebody. I mean, I miss that. Um, missing the interaction with work. Just missing, I guess, overall, just missing that interaction, not being able to just leave my house and say, oh, I'm going to see whoever. Mm-hmm. Having that freedom, I guess what I'm trying to get at is having that freedom to be able, be able to come and go as I please and not have to worry that if I, if I leave the house now today, oh, my God, have I got my gloves? Have I got my mask? Have mm-hmm. I got my... My scrubs. Have I got everything to protect me? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's going to take a while to get used to, but I know I have to get used to it. But I am allowing myself that time and space to to get used to it and to to be annoyed with it for a while. But knowing that I will have to move past the annoyance and go to my 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 practical and my logical side of my brain and say, okay, Sean, they say go no place. So, like, you're going to have to make the most of it. So, but it's okay to stay in your emotional side of your brain for a while, but you do need to shift and amalgamate your emotional and your logical brain together in order for you to move forward and to be the best you can be, either, e- even under these circumstances. Yes, I agree. What are you looking forward to getting back to the most? That is a very good question. I love that. Uh, I love that. Um, the other day, actually, I was saying to a friend, do you know what I want to do? I cannot wait, girl. I can't wait to go to a beach mm-hmm. and just walk along the beach. I am so excited for that. <laughs> Again, my brain has just gone to simple things. Again, sitting down, having a cup of coffee in a cafe. I can't wait for the cafe to open. I am so excited about that. So, yeah, going for a walk on the beach mm. and having a relaxing chat, cup of coffee with somebody. Mm. Fabulous. Mm. Yes. So what are your interests? What do you enjoy doing? I am mad into going to see mu- musicals. So, um, um, again, actually going back to... What I what I would like what I'm going to do when this is over and what I'm missing is for Gosh Theatre in Dublin. I absolutely adore that venue. So I am super excited to go see my next musical. Um so yeah, just 
Um, I am very involved in the community. Um, I'm part of the local musical society here in Ennis. So they are my main interests, just being connecting with people, anything that involves music, live music, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there, but I'll, as I, I just love, I love working with people as well. My my job as a coach, that is a massive interest to me. Um, I love learning about new mindsets and how other people see the world. Because sometimes we can be very tunnel vision and see the world only through our eyes and not really see how other people see the world. I'm very interested in hearing how other people see the world. I would consider myself more of a, an active listener than a talker, even though I know I've talked the hind legs of a horse here on this interview. <laughs> um, but um, I'm an active listener. I love hearing other people's stories. Um, yeah, I love actually sitting with older people. I love sitting with older people and hearing stories of their childhood or how they've been brought up. Well, things like that have great interest. In. Fantastic. Now, I know your motto is to keep smiling, and I would say that to people too, as a reminder. Smiling is very powerful. So, do you find you are a natural smiley person? Um, I never really thought I was, but everybody has said that to me, girl. Everybody has said it to me. It's like, oh, you're always smiling. I'm like, am I? I think, yeah, I guess the answer to the question is, yeah, I am. I didn't even realize I was, but I am. I'm always smiling. I just, oh, I don't know. It's just, it comes naturally to me. I understand it may not come naturally to a lot of people, but it just comes, it just comes naturally to me. It's something I do automatically I guess it's one of my superpowers <laughs> that's wonderful you have a beautiful smile you lift people with your smile so what are your goals or dreams that you want to make come true oh that was beautiful thank you so much oh my god so sweet and kind um my dreams and hopes um I guess just to keep myself strong and healthy. Um, I think my mindset has changed an awful lot in the last couple of years. Um, I'm not materialistic at all. So I'm not one of these people that's going to turn around and say to you, I want the big house. I want the fancy car. <laughs> they don't, they have no relevance to me. Um, yeah, just to be happy to be strong and to be healthy and to have my health because I'm I'm fortunate at the moment even with all my whole host of health problems um, I consider myself I'm, I'm good health wise at the moment so to hold on to that um, I guess one of my my dreams and desires and um, it's something I would have been always really scared to say in the past because um, it would have been seen needy or whatever I do, I do hope in time and maybe when I'm ready and when, when I'm strong enough for it, I do hope to meet somebody nice um, as in a relationship, just somebody that um, I can gel with and will see me for me, even with all the crazy bits. Because I'm not perfect, I have my crazy bits too. <laughs> so um, that's me for, for who I am and what I am. Um, yeah, so that's... 
yeah, that'd be a huge dream of mine and desire of mine to meet to meet Mr. Wright wherever he's hiding. Mm-hmm. Out of the bushes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, brilliant! I really wish you every success in achieving your dreams, and I know you can. You have got this. Final question: What would be your message to the world? My message to the world would be never underestimate human potential. Because when I was brought into this world, my mom and dad were told in a very direct way that I would become nothing in life. And they told them back in a very direct way that this is my daughter, this is Siobhan. She's perfect in every way. And little did they know, 33 years later, that I would be doing interviews like this and would be an author and a life coach. So never underestimate human potential and never underestimate your own potential because you can strive to where you want to be in life. It's going to take a little bit of hard work, but once you have the determination and the drive, you can achieve anything in life. If you need to seek help, there's nothing wrong with doing that. And I am living proof of that. So go out, grab life with both hands and get the life that you truly deserve and desire. Inspiring Siobhan. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on today and for you to share your wisdom and love with the world. Your story is very inspiring. It is lovely to get to know you more. And thank you so much for being open to a new way of interviewing. It has been fun. If people wish to get in touch with you, what's the best way? First of all, I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. An absolute pleasure to share this space with you here today, darling. Um, Thank you so much really heart heartfelt thank you um so where people can contact me i'm on instagram my handle is keep smiling coach or people can contact me on facebook my facebook name is siobhan mongovan coach so if anybody wants to contact me or ask me any questions in relation to anything or coaching or whatever feel feel free to do so great thank you so much and all the best Thank you.